Bibles and turn in your Old Testaments to the book of Jonah. Book of Jonah. Jonah chapter 1. While you're turning there, let me just uh, tell you that uh, the, the Dunbar family from Brazil made it to the mainland, and uh, they're in the United States. They're, uh, they're up in Green Bay. Uh, Tina, the whole family had uh, gotten sick at the beginning of this week, and uh, they were concerned about traveling sick, but God brought them, got them back, and they're, they're, they seem to be doing, doing well. Uh, Tina's doing better. Uh, she might even be in church tonight. I think she stayed home this morning. But uh, I, uh, I, you know, actually it was Joy, I think, that asked him the question, asked Joel, said, does it just feel good to be on the United States uh, ground? And, she, and, and he says, boy, it really does. <laughs> he says, it's just good to be back. So uh, be, in, be in prayer for them if you would. You'll, you'll see them at Christmas time. They're going to be here with us. And I'm excited. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Okay, Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1. Let's all stand together. If your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, allow him to look on with you if you would. Read the first three verses and then get right, right into the message here this morning. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid uh, the, the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we uh, thank you for the opportunity to be in church this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your word, and we pray that you would speak to our hearts through it this morning. These folks uh, came looking for a blessing from you. I pray there'd be nothing in my life that would prevent them from getting that blessing and I just pray, Father, that you just push me off to the side and allow them to see the truths that are found in Scripture this morning that will be a help and a, and a, a blessing and an encouragement to them. We ask, Father, that, uh, that you'd speak to our hearts this morning, and as you speak to our hearts, we'd say yes to you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. Jonah was a prophet of God, and he was told by God that he, he wanted him to go into a city called Nineveh, Gentile city, and to, to preach and to cry against them because of their wickedness. And uh, instead of Jonah going in the direction of Nineveh, he went in the opposite direction, went to, went to Tarshish, and, uh, and you find in the narrative, you find that it says he went down, he went down, he went down. Well, he did. He, he went down not only, not only geographically, but he went down spiritually because he was, was uh, rebelling against what God had called him to do. He was a prophet. That was his job. He should have gone and, and warned that city. Um, most of you are, are familiar with, with, with the story uh, but the bottom line is this, is that he, he uh, uh, rebelled against God and he turned and tried to run away. I, I, I get a, a kick out of 
the, uh, the phrase, he fled from God's presence. The truth of the matter is, and you, you and I both know this, you can't, you can't escape the presence of, of the Lord because he is omnipresent. But, uh, but he, he definitely fled from the command that God gave to him and, and uh, decided to disobey God. You know, the interesting thing in, in this whole book of four chapters, uh, there, uh, yeah, four chapters, okay, I was, I was going to say, I hope there's not just three. I, I checked it out. Yeah, I got to do that from time to time, too, just like you do. But, uh, but the, uh, uh, the thing that, that uh, is interesting about this book is that Jonah's the only one who's not obeying God, and he's the prophet of God. Uh, everything else obeys God. The sea obeys God and, and uh, uh, ends up being tumultuous. Uh, the wind obeys God. The uh, unsaved sailors obeyed God, and they threw, threw uh, Jonah overboard so that the, the sea would come. The, the whale that God created obeyed God and swallowed him up. Nineveh, a Gentile city that was extremely wicked, Obeyed God and repented and got right. And then at the end of the, at the, end of the book, in chapter 4, the, the gourd and the worm uh, obey God. Everything obeys God in this book, except for, except for Jonah. And as we said in verse 3, Jonah flees from the presence of God. He was obviously unsuccessful. And as, as you know, you can't flee from the presence of God today, even more so, because when a, when a person trusts Jesus Christ as Savior and, and, uh, and, and, and receives eternal life, not only do you receive the promise of eternal life, but you receive the earnest of the Spirit. And that means that the Spirit of God comes into you and, and uh, your body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, what, what, what happened with Jonah is that he just flat got off track. Uh, he was, he was uh, uh, not doing what God had called him to do. The Apostle Paul at the end of his life said, I fought a good fight, I finished my course, I've kept the faith. Jonah could not say that throughout his ministry uh, because when, when he is asked by God specifically to do a task, he turned and went in the other direction. And uh, uh, when he does get right, uh, it's good to know that he got right where he got off. Uh, some people got this idea that you can be going along like this and you can veer off and, and not do what God wants you to do. And then when you go to get right with God, instead of going back to where you got off, you just go straight across and just continue as things were. And that's not how it works. If you're going to really get right with God, you say yes to the thing you said no to him about. And that's what Jonah did. Jonah had said no to him about, about going to Nineveh. And when he did get back on track, uh, he, he went back and did that which God had told him to do. Now, why was it that Jonah backslid? Why was it that Jonah rebelled? Um, and when was it that uh, Jonah began to repent? Take your Bibles and look down in verse 17. We're not going to go through the, the whole story, but he goes on a ship. Uh, the ship uh, becomes tossed by a storm. The sailors come to him and, and uh, say, what's going on? And he says, well, it's because I'm disobedient to God. You throw me off the boat 
and everything will be fine with you fellas. And so they did. They threw him off the boat, and then you know the rest of the story. The whale came and swallowed him. But look in verse, look down in verse uh, 17 of chapter 1. It says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And then look down in verses uh, 1 and 2. It says then uh, of chapter 2, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and, and thou heardest my voice, for thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the sea, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves uh, passed over me. Uh, and and he, he goes on and continues in prayer. That's when the repentance began, and he began to realize that, listen, I need to go back and I need to do, eventually came to the conclusion he needed to do what God wanted him to do. But why did he repent? Well, the reason why he, 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 he went back and obeyed God was because of circumstances. The indication is, as you go to the end of the chapter, that it's not because of a change of heart. In fact, at the end, when he goes into Nineveh and preaches, uh, Nineveh repents. Nineveh gets right with God. They repent in sackcloth and ashes. And rather than rejoice and rather than be excited about the fact that Nineveh repented, uh, instead, he ends up uh, you know, having a, a, a fit of depression. And, uh, you know, he says, I, I'd be better off dead and so forth. Uh, he just, he did not respond right because his heart wasn't right. The circumstances forced him to, to change his course, but his heart didn't change. Look with me in, in, uh, in chapter 3 and verses 1 through 4. It says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh that great city, and preach unto it the, uh, the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey, and Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh, shall be overthrown. He's, he's, he's prophesying destruction of the city, and he's prophesying that destruction because of, of the city's wickedness. Have you ever thought of this? What did he look like when he walked into that city or ran into that city, however he got there, and uh, began to preach? Now, remember where he was. He was three days and three nights in a whale's belly. Uh, as a kid, I grew up on uh, uh, cartoons like Pinocchio, okay? Pinocchio ruined me, okay? Uh, when you see Pinocchio, Pinocchio and his father uh, in the cartoon are on a, on a raft inside the whale's belly. I, I, don't, I don't think that was the case, okay? I don't think that Jonah was on a raft. You know where he was? He was in the belly of the whale. You know what's in the belly of a whale? Stomach acid. He spent three days and three nights in stomach acid. 
Can you just imagine spending just 24 hours in a bathtub full of water? You know what you'd look like? You know what you'd look like after 24 hours? You'd look like a prune, <laughs> you know? You'd be all wrinkled up. Well, he was not only a prune, okay, and wrinkled, uh, but uh, I believe, and, you know, and I, I heard someone uh, uh, speculate this one time, and I think they're spot on. You, 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 sit in that, you sit in that stomach acid, and it's gonna bleach your skin absolutely white. Now, here is a Jew, olive skin Jew, bleached white. Hair, totally white. Stinks like nobody's business. I mean, just smell. The Bible, Bible, says, the Bible says that, uh, that uh, when, well, look down. Look down in, in uh, Jonah chapter 2. Look down in verse 10. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. He didn't just go, <laughs> okay, he didn't just spit him out. He puked him out. So here's this guy been spending three days and three nights in stomach acid and covered in whale puke, <laughs> okay? And he's, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he tried to get it off before he went into the city. But, but nonetheless, it was still there. It was in his clothes. He smelled, he stunk. And he's, he's, walking, he's walking through or running through and, and, and going through the, the city saying, repent, uh, uh, you know. Uh, in fact, he doesn't even say repent. He just says, Nineveh shall be destroyed. And uh, uh, he talks about Nineveh's destruction and warns Nineveh uh, because of their wickedness. And uh, I, I imagine he was, a, he was a, a sight to behold. But even when he did right, even when he turned and decided to do what God called him to do, he did it with the wrong heart. Now, what did God do? <clears throat> Let me ask you something. Have you ever, have you ever, uh, you ever done right, but your heart wasn't in it? How many of you have ever been like that? You ever done right and your heart wasn't in it? Did you ever, you ever try to, did you ever try to witness to somebody with a bad attitude? I have. You ever come to church and you didn't want to be there? You ever, you know, do you ever just do something that you knew was right, but your attitude just absolutely stunk? And then, in spite of all that, God blessed you anyway. You know, uh, I, I can remember one time wanting to quit one night, uh, going going sewing, and this was years ago out in Green Bay, and um, I was with another fellow in the church, and I said, "Well, I says, listen, uh, let's just." Because the preacher had said, when you want to quit, do one for Jesus. Just do one more for Jesus. So I said, uh, well, you know, the preacher said we ought to do one more for Jesus. Let's do one more. Listen, my heart was not in that at all. It was January in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It was cold. It was nasty. I did not want to get out of the car. I wanted to go back to the church where I knew the hot chocolate was waiting for me. Okay, that's what I wanted. And uh, I walked into the home. It was the home of Alan Millie Schreier. Uh, and uh, they uh, had just moved into town. Uh, we, we walked in there, and about an hour and a half later, we walked out, uh, and they had trusted Christ as their Savior. 
Uh, boy, God's been good to me in that respect. Uh, there's been times I've done things with the wrong attitude, with the wrong heart, yet God's blessed it regardless. Uh, well, that's what happened with Jonah. Jonah didn't have the right heart. It, that's very, very obvious. And, uh, and yet God still blessed it, even when, when uh, uh, even though he did it with a, with the wrong attitude, uh, God blessed and, and the people repented and got right. Uh, he gave a message that was only a message of doom. He, I, there's no indication that he even necessarily told these people to repent. He just told them that destruction was coming. And uh, it's just good to know that God can use you uh, if you do right, even if, even if you're not 100% right in your heart. But his heart was obviously not right with God, and he did not want them to repent. Uh, he was actually disappointed because the, the city repented. And the reason why that is because there were Gentiles, and he hated them. They were his enemies. They were the enemies of Israel. They were enemies of the Jews. So the question is this. What, what is it that, that caused Jonah to have a bad attitude and to backslide? Uh, go to chapter 3 and look down at the last verse. Look down at verse 10. Jonah chapter 3 and verse 10. And God saw their works, meaning Nineveh, and they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. Now, drop down to verse 1 of chapter 4. It says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. I mean, this guy saw one of the greatest, you'd call it a revival, you'd call it uh, you know, mass salvations, mass repentance. Uh, he saw one of the greatest movements of God in human history, in one city, the Bible says the whole city repented. And yet, chapter 4 and verse 1 says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. Not just displeased him, exceedingly displeased him. And he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I, I knew that thou art a gracious God, merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, uh, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And then verse 4, then said the Lord, doest thou well to be angry? Well, obviously it's it, the answer is no, he shouldn't have been angry at all. He should have been thrilled just like God was thrilled. But, but essentially what he said was, he says, the reason why I didn't want to do it is because I know who you are. I know you're kind. I know you're merciful. I know you're gracious. I know you're patient. Well, yeah, it's a good thing that he was all those things. Otherwise, he'd have been an ink spot on the ground uh, or a grease spot. Uh, he, he was not only patient with the city of Nineveh, but he was also patient with, uh, with Jonah. But what was it that caused Jonah to be backslidden? Was it the fact that he just turned from God and ran? No, something happened in his heart long before that. You know what happened? He got cold. He got cold. He, uh, he lost his burden. 
He didn't love people like he should have loved them. Uh, I believe Jonah got, got wrapped up in himself. I believe that Jonah became very, very self-centered. And uh, uh, the truth of the matter is, is that God cared for a heathen city and called Jonah to go uh, give a message that would cause that city to be delivered. But the problem is, is that Jonah didn't care for those people. And if he had cared for the people, he would have done what God told him to do. But he didn't have the kind of heart that God had for the city of Nineveh. And what was high on God's priority list wasn't even on Jonah's priority list, wasn't on his list at all. You can tell what's important to a person uh, by, by what he says, by what he does, by what he emphasizes, what he spends money on, what he, what he, what he cares for. And Jonah did not care for others. He got out of tune with God's heart, and he became very, very self, self-centered. He wanted only what he wanted for himself. And, and um, what, you look at this whole thing, what was the thing that made Jonah exceedingly angry? The thing that made him exceedingly angry was the fact that God spared the city and that they repented and that, that, that he showed mercy on them. Uh, what was it that made him glad? Look at chapter 4 and verse 6. It says, And the Lord prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah, that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. God gave him a gourd that gave him some shade, that, that gave him some relief. And he was, he was glad at the gourd and sad, exceedingly angry at the repentance of a city. You talk about somebody having their, having their, their heart uh, in, in, a, in a reverse position to what God's heart is. That's exactly what the problem was with Jonah. And... Uh, uh, Jonah, Jonah was just all wrapped up in himself. Uh, you know, what is it? What is it that makes you happy? What is it that makes you sad? What is it that you invest your money in? Uh, what is it that you spend your time thinking about? You know what? In, in, in preparing this message, I really got, got, a, got a hold of me that it's very easy with everything going on, with the elections that we had, with uh, just, you know, the holidays are coming. Uh, there's all kinds of, everyone's got their own particular set of circumstances and sometimes difficulties, sometimes things to look forward to. And we can get so wrapped up in all of that stuff, we forget about the needs of others, particularly the needs of lost people. You know, when was the last time you took a track out of your pocket? and gave it to somebody. When was the last time, let me ask you this, when was the last time you prayed specifically for the city of Auburn? You know, we want to, we want to during election time, we want to see the right people elected, and, and, and people get concerned about that, and I understand that, that's fine, but do we get more concerned about that stuff 
And the Lord really has gotten a hold of my heart this, this last election period. I got more concerned about that stuff nationwide and locally and statewide and so forth than I really was about souls. You know what? That's not God's heart. I, I don't think, honestly, uh, God's heart is not in who got elected governor. You know, you know what God's heart, where God's heart is? He's concerned because he controls all that stuff anyway. He can, he, can pull, he can pull somebody up. He can pull somebody down at the drop of a hat. He can do that. He can, he's, he's my God. He can do that. You know what he's concerned about? He's concerned about people that are dying without a savior. And, and so oftentimes we get so caught up. I know I do. Get caught up with everything else that's going around, going on around us, that we forget and we don't have a broken heart for souls. We don't, we don't, we don't care about others the way that we should. And again, the 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 whole the whole thing revolves around around uh, you know whether or not we are self-centered or whether or not we're God-centered, if we have the, the kind of heart that God wants us to have, we care for others. Um, Jonah, and it's, it's, it's funny, Jonah and Nahum are the only books that uh, end with questions. And both of those uh, books have to do with Nineveh. In the book of, of, book of uh, Nahum, Nineveh, uh, it, it talks about Nineveh's judgment, and Nineveh is judged. In Jonah, God shows pity upon Nineveh. And uh, in, uh, uh, 150 years after Jonah was written, that's when, when Nineveh uh, ended up being judged and ended up being destroyed. But, uh, but long before that, God had a heart for Nineveh. Uh, even though Nineveh eventually got destroyed, I believe God was happy the day that he saw that, that city repent. Uh, Jonah, he was not happy. Um, where's your heart? Where's my heart? Do we find ourselves getting so wrapped up in the things that are going on around us and the things that really, and one of the, one of the, one of the things that helps me put this kind of stuff into perspective is how important will, and you fill in the blank, whatever it is you're concerned about, whatever it is that, that uh, you know, has captured your heart for today, uh, how important will that be 150 years from now? You know what I think is important? I think it's important we had a, uh, and, and will last, we had an evening of gratitude, and uh, a fellow was invited to come to, to church, and he came. He came with his girlfriend. Afterwards, he took off and uh, got almost home and said, you know what? I'm bothered about that message. I'm bothered about my soul. Turned around. Took his girlfriend, brought his girlfriend with him too, didn't even drop her off. Uh, turned, turned around, came back here, and uh, f uh, found me, and I took him into my office, and he bowed his head and trusted Christ as Savior. 
you know what? That was kind of like hitting the reset button for me. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Why did Jonah backslide? Jonah backslid because his heart got contrary with God's heart. God is patient and, and God is gracious. Look with me down in verse uh, 2 of chapter 4. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O God, uh, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil. Boy, you know what? I'm glad God is that way because he's been that way toward me. But he's also been that way toward others. You know, we, we, we need to be careful. It's, it's easy to uh, see things going in a direction that displeases us in our country and start having animosity in our hearts for those that are taking it in that direction. Uh, the people that you disagree with strongly politically, when was the last time you thought, not even prayed, just thought about their soul and where their soul is going to go in, in eternity? That was, that was his problem. That was Jonah's problem. His heart did not match the heart of God. And so when God asked him to do something that was according to his heart, uh, Jonah's heart was contrary, and he fled and went the other direction, tried to, tried to uh, get away from the presence of God. When was the last time you prayed for lost people? When was the last time you spent time praying for the area that God has given us? You know, one of the things that the uh, Lord has laid on my heart here just recently, I don't think we are properly conveying to our young people the burden that they ought to have for Auburn, New York. You know, what, you know what the Bible says in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8? And I'm all for missions, obviously. We've got a good missions program here at our church. We support missionaries. Our son's a missionary. Uh, you know, I, I'm for missions. But it doesn't start on the foreign field. You know where it starts? It starts right here. It starts right here. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Acts. And we'll, we'll, we'll quit with this. Book of Acts. Chapter 1. Jesus has just ascended. Actually, Jesus is ascending. In verse 8, it says, but, but ye, talking to the disciples, he says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. 
You know what? We spend so much time sometimes emphasizing the uttermost part. We forget about where it starts. You know where it starts? It starts where you live. It starts in your Jerusalem. It starts right here. Um, we need to have, we need, you know, we, I know we live in New York State. I know New York State is, is uh, you know, uh, is, is, you know, sometimes we call it the communist state in New York. I understand all that. Uh, I understand uh, that, that all that, just about every time I have gone, gone to the voting booth and come back out, uh, the next day, I'm more disappointed than I am excited. I understand all that. I know that the laws are, are more oppressive than they are in some other places. But can I tell you something? There are people in this state that need Christ as Savior. There are people in this city that need Christ as Savior. There are people in your neighborhood who need Christ as Savior. I'm not ready to pack up my bags and leave the state of New York because of oppressive government. Because I didn't come here for, for, for non-oppressive government reasons to begin with. The reason why I came back here is because God called me here. By the way, the reason why you're here is because God called you here. Your calling here is no, no less than mine, okay? Maybe different, but it's no less. God's got us here for a reason. But you know what? That won't do any good if we don't have a broken heart. For those people that don't like us, and I think that's going to increase, uh, those people that think that we're the problem, and I think that's going to increase, but it makes no difference. Just like Jonah, Jonah was asked to go into a city of people that hated him and hated his kind. And yet he was supposed to go in and warn them and have the same kind of heart that God had for those people. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, this morning I want to thank you for the story of Jonah. Because the truth of the matter is I see, see an awful lot of Jonah in me. It's easy to get wrapped up in our own lives, to get wrapped up in ourselves and forget that we're here for a purpose and we're here for a reason. And honestly, God, we have to constantly hit that reset button and be brought back to reality of the things that really matter. The gourd didn't matter, but the city that repented did. The gourd's not eternal, but that repentance had eternal consequences in that city. Father, help us to see just how important it is for us to take seriously the commission that you've given to us to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It always starts in our Jerusalem, and it always starts with our heart being a heart of love and a heart of care and a heart of compassion for those that are around us. Speak to our hearts this morning. God, maybe uh, there's some folks here this morning that just need to hit that old reset button. And it's, it, 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 it becomes very, very easy to get tied up 
in stuff that 150 years from now will not matter at all. God, speak to our hearts. Have your will and have your way. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.